God's Sovereign. Let's discuss today in the Weekly Kingdom Outlook. Hey folks, Apostle Lewis here with you. So glad that you're with me. Uh, have some wonderful things to share today. Um, number one, I, I would like to invite you to go to lewisdcn.com if you could do that. And uh, that would be fantastic right there. Go there, maybe become a partner, uh, something like that. And then, you know, I'm, I'm asking, I'm, I'm inviting you to be a part of this online school I'll be doing come February. And it will only be available on the app. So you'll have to download the Gate Church app. Let me just quickly bring up that logo so you know which one uh, to look for. There it is. All right, so look for that logo and um, uh, type in your uh, store, Gate Church of Jacksonville, and it will be the top one on there. And so look for that logo and make sure you download it. You'll uh, be able to sign up via text, but we're only going to be broadcasting it in the app. It's free. So that's even better. I'll be putting notes in it every day and so I'll be sending notes and stuff. So I'll have to have some information from you so I can send those out. Really looking forward to it. You can invite your people, but we'll have that all set up probably for a formal announcement next week, uh, hopefully. And you'll be able to go ahead and sign right up on that. And uh, it's free to sign up, but uh, you're going to have to do that if you're going to want to be a part of it. And the reason is, is because... Um, we want to be able to feed you um, notes and stuff like that, which really doesn't give me the ability to do that in Facebook or YouTube. And there's algorithms and all that. We're bypassing that. Look, we have a very good app and it's free to download. So that's easy. So download the Gate Church of Jacksonville app and uh, get in there right away. But when we send out the invite, it'll be via text messaging. Uh, we do need to collect some information from you. Uh, nothing intrusive, just name, address, and stuff like that. And we'll be sending that out um, <clears throat> probably next week because we need to create a group that's a part of that. So when we send out notes, it'll go to that specific group. And, and that's how we're going to be doing some stuff. So we're really excited about that. Uh, it'll probably be like 7 o'clock on Tuesday night. You'll be able to just wherever you're at. Literally just open up either your laptop and go to our webpage or download the app. I prefer you download the app, and here's why. Because I'm going to be sending stuff through the app, and that's why you're going to want to have the app. So uh, just download that. Most people today have smartphones, so that's not that hard to do. Uh, and again, look for that in the next week or two, uh, a video coming out telling you what to do to sign up. I'm going to be teaching Melchizedek. I'm going to be teaching schools of the prophets. I'm going to be teaching schools of the apostles. I'm going to be teaching healings, miracles, signs and wonders, revelation, the book of Esther, ancient pathways. I'm going to be going through all the stuff I've um, I've learned Saul Covenant, Watcher Angels, all that stuff. Uh, we're going to be going through in the next year. And it's it's going to be fantastic. Where I'm not going to do is do eight weeks on one topic, so to speak. Uh, you'll check in every Tuesday night. And we're going to talk at probably be an hour, hour and a half, stuff like that. And I'm going to teach you stuff about worship, about giving, about breakthrough, and all this stuff. I'm going to have guest speakers on there. So that's going to be something very fun to have. That I'll be able to put them on there and, and stuff like that. So that, that's really, really fun for me to be able to do that. I'm really excited about that. So uh, there'll be times where we'll just do a... Um, 
maybe a side-by-side -side with somebody and we'll put it right through to the app too and that's where it's going to go and i'm really really excited about that uh i hope you are too so uh get that app all right i want to talk about something that by the way comes up so often um and i've given great thought to it and i want to talk about god is sovereign because he is god is um god does as he pleases God's will, you know, that's our uh, part of our searching out is to know what God's will is. But we are to know his will because we're supposed to pray according to his will. Once, uh, a lot of times, uh, I'm going to be teaching a, a message of the Ancient Pathways again this Sunday, <coughs> December 19th. So you're going to want to be a part of that. Uh, again, it's right in the app, so you can do that. Uh, we had such a great worship set last Sunday with Carrie, man, she had a pocket there. And you know what? We found out uh, that after the worship set, the sound of the worship wasn't going out. So, uh, but we always rebroadcast it. So we rebroadcasted it on Monday twice. So you can go back there again on the app. You can go there and listen to that fantastic worship set by Carrie. It was dynamic. It was powerful. And it was anointed. And I wasn't supposed to be there. And I was. And I slipped out and, and went with my wife who does the children. and went to see how she was doing. Uh, because I never get to see the kids. I never get to help her at all. Because we're both split up. And uh, so I, I enjoyed being able to do that uh, on Sunday for the first time probably in about two or three years. So um, I was really excited about that. So let's talk about being intentional. I want to talk about the sovereignty of God and being intentional. For some reason, and this is, I think this is um, a reflex from maybe not getting the answer immediately. And because we don't get the answer immediately, sometimes in God's, you know, when we're asking for something from God, we are our easy way out maybe, or maybe the way we've been trained out of that is that God is sovereign and maybe God has said no. And that, that absolutely could be. Um, it, it could be the case on certain things. Like, um, you know, if I'm asking God for a new Cadillac and God goes, son, no, uh, you don't need a new Cadillac because you can't afford the tires. You know, like I, I would really love a plane, but for God to give me a plane, he'd have to give me the income and the revenue to fly the plane and to maintain the plane and to have a pilot and a co-pilot and, and store the plane and clean the plane. And we understand there's a lot to go into that. And so, um, you know, just, you know, boom, getting a plane, God will go, you know, if you really want that, hey, we can work towards that for the next 30 years, but you probably aren't going to get that today. And sometimes um, when it comes to, <clears throat> I still got this little nagging cough, sorry about that. Um, uh, sometimes what happens is we, we tend to use God's sovereignty, not as the divine will of God, but as the uh, divine know of God. And and so I want to teach you something that God, God in his sovereignty only reveals himself to the people. He, he, has, he has literally told us that his desire is to reveal himself to, to us, to, um, to, for us to know him and for, for, for us to have a relationship with him. This is basic Christianity. And yet it says this and, and, uh, Hebrews eleven six it says, but without faith is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, 
and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, I want to show you that the sovereignty of God has revealed his will. God in his sovereignty, we did not initiate it. We can't make God do something he doesn't want to do. <coughs> That's not what I'm talking about here. But in his sovereign will, God has said, I, I want to know you. I want you to know me. But not everyone knows God. Not everyone um, because not everyone seeks God, and that's part of the issue we're having. And so what we don't understand is in God's sovereignty, it still it has not removed the, the requirement on us to, by faith, pursue his will that he has now revealed in that sovereignty. So like uh, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 th through 13, you, you know this, okay? You've heard this scripture. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. All right? Um, and then he says, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And I will see, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. You know, I, I will, you know, um, and he says this, listen. He says, I will be found by you, says the Lord. And I will bring you back from captivity. But here's God's will. I want to bring you back from captivity. I want you to find, I want you to find me, okay? I want you to speak to me and I'll listen and I'll answer you, okay? But it requires us in God's sovereignty to, by faith, access that will and pursue God, knowing that in his sovereignty, he has told us his desire. Here is my desire as God. I want my people to know me. But why doesn't everybody know me? Because not everybody in faith believes that God wants them to know him. And so therefore, they don't pursue him. And it's the same thing when it comes to revelation. I'll talk a lot about this on Sunday. There is a, you know, whether it be healing, you know, the, the thing that upset, I remember getting, um, having a conversation with a pastor in Nashville. And this pastor um, was a little upset with um, the fact that I, let's say, how do I say this nicely? That I, I would just stand up and prophesy over people. That I could do this um, literally on the whim. I could, I could access God, prophesy, and, and do that, and it seemed to him that God's too sovereign for that. God is, God is not um, this accessible that you could just, um, you know, access God that way, and that you could just do that with God that way, that you could just, um, you know, how is it that you could, you know, they believed that the Spirit of the Lord had a fall on you, and then that's how you prophesied. And so it had nothing to do with um, um, it, it had literally nothing to do with faith almost. 
except at the point where you heard God. But there was never initiation of faith of like, well, I, I am, I, not only am I pursuing God, I'm actively pursuing God for a word. I'm actively going to pursue him for a word for somebody. And this um, was something that I think for a lot of people was difficult. Was very difficult to understand that we would do this. And they were like, well, how can you just get a word for somebody? That's hokum. That's and they didn't like it. I mean, let me tell you what. I mean, I can remember Randy. This is how Randy trained me. So Prophet Randy trained me. And and you know, I mean, look, I've called up people and said, Have you got a word for you know, can you get me a word? I really need to hear from heaven. I'm getting a little, I'm not hearing from myself at this moment. And I could use some help. I've done that for 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 several things when I really need to hear another voice. Um, uh, someone else's voice. What is the Lord saying to them? And some, most of the times it would line up. It would like God would speak to them without me telling them anything, without them knowing anything. And for a lot of people, they're like, well, no, no, that, that's God's, God's sovereign. He doesn't do that. Well, see, in God's sovereignty, he has revealed to us his will. And because he has released to us and revealed to us that will, we are to pray for that will to be in the earth. We are to access it by faith. We are to, <clears throat> we are to pursue it. We are to pursue him. No one can, can seek after God. No one, can, you know, the Bible actually says, blessed is the man who God chooses to approach him. Right? But God chooses those who are approaching him. In his sovereignty, like it's the co-laboring of God. God heals. But does he heal if we don't pray? Does he heal if we don't lay hands on the sick? Does he heal? It, and if where our attitude is, it's just, you know, if something doesn't happen, it must be his will. And, you know, there are those who pray. Lord, I pray for your, you know, I, I pray for you know, Brother Joe to be healed. And but, uh, but, Lord, if it be thy will, that's just hedging your bet. We know it's his will. That we never pray this. We never pray this with someone when they're receiving Christ. We never pray for them. Lord, if it be thy will, would you save them? If not, Lord, let them go to hell. No one ever prays that. But everything past that, the church had adopted this, if it be thy will, because for some reason they didn't see that the cross and um healing, forgiveness and healing were tied together at the cross, that they were the same. Um, Jesus's body paid for our healing. Jesus's blood paid for our soul. And <clears throat> they, they didn't see that point for a long time. And still, and some churches don't see it today. And so the point being is that we need to, uh, we need to understand that whatever God reveals us now, stay tuned on Sunday, because I'm going to go deep into this a little bit on the ancient pathway and I'm really excited to teach this Sunday on Ancient Pathway, uh, the Pathway of Revelation. And I'm going to talk about it. And that walking with God is the Pathway of Revelation. That walking with God is on the Ancient Pathway. And I'm, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to teaching that. And uh, uh, I've been doing this. is going to be, I think, session four, I do believe, on... Um, on the ancient pathways. And so I'm really excited about that. I hope you are too. 
Now, uh, at the beginning of the year, I am going to be doing some. I haven't decided I'm going to do this yet. Might just do it on the app, just send out push notifications. Um, I'm going to read the Bible all the way through next year again. Now, I don't think I'm going to take a year. Uh, sometimes I'll get in the Bible and I'll read, you know, 20 chapters. But I'm going to read it next year. Uh, I'm not going to try. I'm not going to go slow. I'm not going to go fast. I'm just going to read it. But uh, if you want to join me, I'm going to be doing it in the NASB, New American Standard Version. I have never read the New American Standard Version Bible, uh, you know, all the way through. I never owned one. This is the first one I've owned. I've owned it digitally, and I might have compared stuff, but I've never used it as, um, you know, something I've read all the way through. And I, I, I've done it. I've, I've read the Amplified, the King James, New King James. Uh, the Passion Translation, What's Finished, uh, the Message Bible. Uh, I've read a lot of them all the way through. And I like doing this because I see words that they use that maybe the New King James didn't, and it makes me think. Um, and I, and I, I love doing this. If you've never read the Bible all the way through, uh, by the way, if you want to know this, it's on Amazon. Um, uh, I'm trying to see who... who who uh, printed the Bible so you can find it. But if you need it, you can actually, it's Zondervan Publishing. Um, but if you need it, you can, uh, you know, put something in the drop-down menu. I'll be more than happy to to um, actually put a link to this uh, if you need it. If you send me something, uh, a message through Facebook, YouTube, or on the app or whatever, uh, text me if you know my number. Um, and, and you send me a message saying, Hey, I would love to get this. It was only 25 bucks. It's a nice little Bible, by the way. Doesn't, it's got red letter, but it doesn't have thumb index, but that's okay. Cause we're going to start on the left and work right. And, um, you know, it's a very nice Bible actually. You know, I, I wish I could find, I almost wish I could find a new King James, uh, Bible in this size. Cause I kind of like this size mine. Uh, even though a little bigger print does help me. Uh, it's not much bigger, but it's a little bigger, but it's just, um, that's the size difference right there. So it's a really nice size Bible. Um, so uh, I'm going to be doing that. You'd like to join me? Let me know. And it's something that, um, you know, I might just send out a push notification about reading that section of the Bible, you know, re what I read that day. And if, you know, and maybe you're, you'll go along with me. I'll start on January 1 and uh, I'll start going through it. I'll just create some, I won't do it every day because I want to annoy people with all my push notifications um, and stuff like that. So, Fantastic thing. So this Sunday at the gate, I'm really looking for, boy, we had miracles last week. I'm so proud of my team because what I really tried to do last week was not insert myself. I wasn't supposed to be there. And, you know, the only way your your leaders grow is when you get out of the way sometimes. Like there's a point where they grow under you. There's a point where you need to get out of their way so they can learn and process and do those things in that moment and and. Uh, good, bad, and ugly, and it was good. So, it was, it, 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 you know, and I talked to one of them already about like how to go a little deeper because that's, you know, I need to gauge it, and and um, you know they they like that when I, I they did an excellent job. Uh, I just wanted to go uh, learn how to carry it a little deeper, how to carry, how to follow, how to go after the spirit a little bit more. But they did have several miracles last week. I'm so proud of them to go after that. Uh, Jerry and Phil just go after that. Carrie did such a wonderful and the worship team did such a wonderful job in worship. Uh, I wish you could have heard it live when it was going on Sunday morning, but we should have that taken care of this Sunday. 
Um, you know, when you rent out a place, you, you constantly have to set up every week and you have to do that stuff. And so sometimes things don't, uh, get done, uh, uh, perfectly. And, and I'm not, I'm not the guy who gets angry with it. So, uh, I just move on. It's the next week. So, um, uh, looking forward to that. So I hope you're having a great day. I hope you're having a blessed, I will be doing some videos next week. I probably won't be doing one Saturday morning. It'll be Christmas morning, but I'll probably do, um, Moments of Impact and uh, this one, Kingdom Weekly Outlook next week. And then uh, and then we got New Year's week. We do not have church at the gate on the 26th, the day after Christmas, no church. I will be doing a live video, but I'm giving all the leaders the day off, the team the day off, and the church the day off. So you can hunker down with family that weekend. And I got people who are gonna go see grandparents and parents and sit with your families, enjoy the season. Cause I know whether we like it or not, um, I should do a thing. I want to do a thing on why Christmas is important, even though it's not biblical. That would be a really neat video to do. Uh, people not understanding why holidays were created, why this. People go, well, it was rooted in a pagan holiday. Yep, it was. It was, it was a church's, the Roman Catholic Church's attempt, knowing that if they removed holidays from the cultures that they were Christianizing, if they just removed all the holidays, holidays were what brought the communities together. Okay? And if they removed them, they knew they would disrupt community, the, 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 the glue so much that held them together. And so they put in Christian themes in the holidays. So instead of worshiping pagans, they would worship Christ. People, people don't understand that part because most of your uh, holidays that, you know, we celebrate in the West and the Northern Hemisphere, because Christmas really wasn't celebra celebrated down South for a long time because it was done in the dark days of winter. It was, everyone had like a festival of lights during this time. And the reason they did, because it was dark and it was seen as uh, um, kindness that you lit up uh, your, the streets in your home so that those traveling could have light going through because it was dark early. And, um, and it was part of the cultural aspect of it. Well, instead of getting rid of the festival of lights and all that, uh, the church put in Christmas. Now, that upsets people. Well, it's a pagan holiday. Well, you know, I got news for you. So is Hanukkah isn't a, a Jewish holiday either. There is no evidence from Hebrew scholars. We'll tell you this. There's no evidence that the oil lasted eight days and all that stuff. There's, there's no evidence of that. It's not a biblical holiday. It's not one the Lord commanded. There's only seven feasts that the Lord commanded the people to keep. And, and Hanukkah was not one of them. But it was the, the reason Hanukkah was put. And there's no, by the way, there's no, there's no, uh, I think, um, testimony or evidence that uh, the, the, the battle and all that, the, that, that happened during winter. Again, the Jewish culture put it in the darkest time. Okay. Uh, there's a reason for that. All cultures had something during those dark, that dark time of day, you know, the, the winter month when it was the darkest. It gets darkest. December 21st is the darkest day on the planet in the Northern Hemisphere. Not in the Southern Hemisphere. On the Northern Hemisphere. That's why in the Southern Hemisphere, it didn't make as much sense. But up here it did. And they had the lights. It's very interesting when you, um, you study that culturally. Why is Christmas important? Well, I guess I'm doing this video. Why is it important? You know, when I grew up, 
we all celebrated something in December. Celebrated family, celebrated God. Whether it was the Greek Orthodox Church or the Jewish people or it was the Christians, the Catholics, the Protestants. It didn't matter. We all celebrated. Uh, you know, there were, you know, we used to have candles in our window. We used to have, you know, my 50% of my friends growing up were Jewish. So, you know, they were celebrating Hanukkah around the same time we would celebrate Christmas. And we all had this, uh, there was this consciousness in our society about God. Boy, that has so gone away. And I, I think a lot of Christians don't understand the importance of what that meant in community. Because if you remove it, you think you'll get Christianity. You will not. If you move Christmas like from church, that celebration from the church, what are you going to get in society? And remember, we're the salt of the earth. And this is why, by the way, Valentine's Day was after was another pagan holiday. And it was changed after St. Valentine. Okay? Uh, a lot of those, if you go look at the, the, the Catholic calendar, there is a ton of, they had saints day and all this, because they were all, they were just trying to the best they could. And it wasn't evil. They were saying, I know you're, you're accustomed to worshiping on this day. And by the way, we know if we pull the rug out of the community coming together around this time, that's very bad for community. Very bad. Look at our society today. You know, when I when I can remember on Sundays being sacred, Saturdays and Sundays um, were somewhat sacred growing up. You know what I mean? They were. Number one, Saturdays and Sundays were always a time of rest, family, and church growing up. Always were. I mean, Sunday mornings for us was going to church, okay, uh, getting out around 11, my dad, if, you know, I was with my dad, driving my dad, we'd go to Fortuna's Deli. And my dad would get Virginia baked ham, Italian bread, some Swiss cheese, a chunk of Parmesan cheese, um, and maybe some other stuff, and we'd head home. And he let, we'd get home around 11.30, quarter till Abbott and Costello was on. And we would make some sandwiches and sit and watch Abbott and Costello. And one o'clock, it was over, and it was football time. And my in the wintertime, my dad would watch football. Did that so much as a kid. And it built this kind of family atmosphere. And we, we keep throwing out things that do that. And we wonder why we have no sense of, you know, the, the thing that people get upset about Christmas is, well, it's watered down. It's not really Christian. But, but I get that. But you realize that elevators and, you know, places are filled with the song Silent Night, you know, Oh Holy Night, you know, Christian songs of Christ's birth. Now you might say, but, but Lou, that's not really good. But Paul said this, this was Paul's attitude. Whether they preach Christ for my harm or for good, I don't care. Christ is being preached. That was Paul's attitude. Like, the name of Christ is being magnified. I don't care what context you think it's in. Obviously, we don't like it in cussing. But, the, the, in other words, yeah, it might be because marketers are, you know, marketers want people to shop. But in the meantime, they're still playing Christian music. They're still playing music about Christ. 
And if it saves one person from, from hell, one person from hell, it's worth it to me. One person comes to Christ because they heard a song. It's worth it to me. For that person's eternity, it's worth it. And sometimes we, uh, and I know Santa and all that stuff. I get it. I get it. You know, we didn't tell our kids Santa was the only one. We always kind of said, you know, Santa needs help, so mom and daddy need to list. But I have no problem about all that stuff with our kids. And uh, um, I didn't I didn't have issues with that because we were always teaching Christ, you know. And by the way, Jesus wasn't born December. Jesus was born in September. So uh, that freaks out people, you know. And, you know, Jesus is the reason for the season. Well, not really. Community was the reason for the season. That really upset my critics, I know. Community. And it's important for us to have community. And it's one of the things we don't have anymore. We do not have community anymore in America. That's why I think Facebook's having virtual communities and groups and all that. Because we don't have them anymore. We used to get together with our neighbors. I knew all my neighbors. I could walk to all my neighbors. By the way, they all called my house when it snowed. Because they knew... Lewis would get Lewis would get up and shovel their driveways. I got paid, but I would do it. And my mom would wake me up at two o'clock in the morning. Doesn't look like you're gonna have school, but they need you to shovel snow. So and so called, and so and so called, and so I told him I'd get you up. I had one doctor. He would, you know, he had to get up. He had to leave, so I'd go to his first because he was a doctor. He had to get up and go, and he'd always ask me to, you know, would you take mine? You know, would you make, get me out of here in the morning? I yeah. I was 12. I'd shovel, shovel snow all. I would shovel 10 driveways. <clears throat> I'd, I'd rake leaves. I'd cut grass. And I knew all my neighbors. I don't hardly even know my neighbors here. You know? We all, you know, and it's just a different, it was a different culture. We live in, in developments now. Not neighborhoods. Not neighborhoods. We don't live in neighborhoods anymore. We live in developments. What development you live in. Queens Harbor. The Woods. Sawgrass. Whatever. But you have a neighborhood. And, and that's something that has the enemy has worked to break down in America. And the more we get religious about stuff, the more it's going to break it down within our Christian culture. And we want Christ preached. I don't care if people call it Easter. Stop being religious about it. I don't care. I know, the bunny, bad, I know. But if they all get up and go to church on Sunday, I could care less they got an egg in their basket. By the way, we never treated it like a bunny anyways. We always treated it, it was, you know, but we gave gifts. Kathy's always giving the kids gift on resurrection uh, morning. We call it Easter. Um, she always did that as a kid. Her parents did that for her as a kid. They celebrated Christ being raised from the dead. I mean, she was a PK kid, but they were in church every Sunday. Anyways, you know, I, I think that we have to understand how are we going to create community or are we just going to create a critical religious spirit? Community is important. It's what, it's, it's really how the fabric of society is held together. Hate doesn't do it, does it? So, uh, it's just something to think about if you listen to people talk about the psychological aspects of community and and, and celebrating and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's it's great this year because, you know, we put our lights out in October, but 
Um, I've had the tree up since September, so but now with lights on it. I just it was a brand new tree and I set it up, just let it air out and 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 we had you know for the first time we have to fluff it all out and all that stuff. But most of my neighbors put up lights this year. I'm so happy about that. I really am. Let it get in their consciousness. There's something about this season. Let it get in their consciousness. It's something about this season that's special. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of that at all. I'll use every tool I can to bring people to Christ. I won't, won't have some. You know, I don't think Jesus gets as upset as we do sometimes. But I know that the reason for us is Jesus, right? I mean, but it's also family. It's also that, um, that time of hope and all the songs change. And I love that, that all the songs change. And it's a time of hopeful songs and remembrance of Christ's birth. Because not everyone thinks about it every day. Not even Christians. But we should. I hope that ministers to you. Got any comments? Go ahead. Let me have it. I can handle them. And um, now you don't have to put up a tree. You don't have to put up lights. You don't have to do any of that. I'm just saying there's, there's, there's something behind it more than what we th sometimes see on the surface that actually is good for our society. Amen. God bless you. And you have a great day. Bye-bye.